Welcome everybody to the Progressive Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Lamont, and I'm joined today by Aaron Williams, also co-host. And on today's episode, I'm going to help you out by talking about five, and then we throw in a six at the end, points that are going to help you ease your way back into the gym sensibly to avoid injury and just to make your life easier. So it's been a while since we've both done a podcast and we thought this was a crucial podcast. It got put out on Instagram stories and it came back that everybody wanted this podcast. So this is what we've done. We sat down and we spoke about it. We've narrowed it down to five key points and the six points sort of sums everything up, okay? So this is a must listen to podcast. And if you've got any questions or any queries after this podcast, do not hesitate to get in touch with either myself at Luke Lamont PT across all social media or at Aaron Williams PT, again, across all social media, because we'll both be very happy to take your questions and try and help you out with any concerns that you may have. Enjoy the show, guys. Right, as then, we're back with the podcast. It's been a while since we've both been on, so this will be good and very relevant. When I've done the Instagram story, one person voted no, and that person is a client of mine, and she messaged me afterwards and said she accidentally pressed no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it was a unanimous decision of yes, 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 yes. And everywhere, I think it was like 20 odd yeses. So that was uh, really good feedback, to be honest. That was really good. Yeah. So here we are then we're going to crack on with the podcast and we've got 20 minutes because I've got sessions this evening. I'm pretty sure you've got sessions this evening too. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do five points you've got together as, and we're just going to talk about going back into the gym and what what we can help you with basically so as we know you well we had a quick chat just before we started so we won't do the whole oh Huz, how are you we'll just crack on with the five points yeah. so point number one as what have we got so point number one we've got uh don't rush back in so like yeah the gyms are opening but there, there's no rush to get back to the gym um they're gonna be busier like in the first week or two and we've seen that with pretty much everything that's open look at the pubs over last week like they were so busy like bookings are full and everything so don't worry if you can't get back to the gym like what's another week two weeks on top of what we've what we've already been through especially if you're not comfortable going to like going out in public at the moment if you've got family members that that are maybe still shielding um yeah don't rush back to the gym it's not it's not the most important thing in the world at the moment no, I agree. It's not essential. You know, we can still train at home. There's still things we can do around um, health and fitness that aren't gym related. For example, I go for daily walks. It's just something that's a staple in my routine now. And I think that will probably burn more calories in essence, if we look at it like that, than actually going to the gym. Yeah. And it's much easier to burn those calories. But there's no pressure, absolutely no pressure whatsoever to get back into the gym. As you say, you know, the pubs have been rammed. I'm sure the restaurants will be once they actually open properly. And I think some people will be feel pressured to go back in the sense that, oh, other people are going, so I've got to go. But do what's best for you, I guess, is the best take-home point for people from that. You know, I'm certainly not one to rush back in. I am because I work in a gym. If I wasn't, then I probably wouldn't be going back. I'm itching to train, like train properly in a gym. But I still think potentially everywhere is opening too soon. But because it's my industry that I work in, I've sort of got to go back. Yeah. Um, but the main, yeah, main thing is just don't rush back, innit? Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Like, like, you said, like this is this is our livelihood, really. Like we're in the industry, we work in the industry. Like we want to go back to work. We're like we're excited to get back to it and get back to a bit of normality. But if if it was the other way around and we weren't in the industry and we were thinking, oh, maybe they're opening a little bit early, like don't just don't come in. Like you don't you don't need to go into the gym. It's not essential. You've been training at home for the last I've lost count of how long it's been now. But the last few months you've been training at home, um, or you've been going for walks and you've been burning your calories that way, like you've said. Um, so the, there's literally no rush back to the gym um, if you're not comfortable with it yet. Yeah, I mean, I put a story on my Instagram. This is like for the people to reassure them that if they're thinking, oh, have I got to go back? Like, because, you know, people are thinking, oh, they'll judge me if I don't go back. I put a, um, a story up, on uh, a poll up on my Instagram story to say, are you going back or are you waiting? And most people said that they're going back, but most of my followers said that they weren't. They were waiting a few weeks. So the people that were saying they were going back were like people, you know, from different Instagram accounts where they're just flicking through stories. And a lot of them were fitness based professionals. So they're obviously going to go back or the competitors. So they are they are going to go back because in essence, it's their life. Whereas people who use the gym as part of their lifestyle to maintain a healthy lifestyle, they're not rushing back. So if you're somebody like that who's thinking, oh, but it's not my life, but I want to be healthy, blah, 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 blah. Like and you feel pressure to go back and you feel under pressure from those around you like there is no pressure most people aren't going back just yet the flip side to that is i think the weights area in particular will be rammed if we're looking at a commercial gym like pure gym for example downstairs in our gym in my gym the weights area the the resistance equipment that is going to be busy the cardio equipment upstairs i think will be relatively quiet and i think it's going to be far easier upstairs to stay out of people's way because when you've got a row of treadmills it's much easier to take a treadmill out of order and people won't use it whereas when you've got benches with dumbbells people who use that equipment are more inclined to think they're tougher than covid and won't really adhere to social distancing i think staff will put in as many um strict precautions as possible to keep people away but there's only so much obviously staff can deliver. Yeah. So I think if anything, the weights area is going to be busier, the busiest part, the free weights area. The second busiest will probably be the resistance machines. And then I think the cardio bit will be fairly quiet if I'm honest. Yeah. yeah. I think hopefully with that, just in most gyms, I'd imagine there'll be a, certain, a cap on a certain amount of people in. So if it if it is really busy downstairs in in that resistance kit and like the free weights, then it's prob more than likely going to be pretty quiet upstairs with with all the cardio kit. Um, and like like you said as well, like a lot of people may think of the gym as like staying fit and healthy all the time, but there's loads of ways to like stay fit and healthy and get moving. You could if you couldn't get on any weights because they were so busy and you were worried about get like coming in like too close to other people you could just go upstairs and change your session completely like it it leads into our next point but change your session completely and jump on like a treadmill and do half an hour on the treadmill of like like a hit workout or something or on a rower or a bike or something like that where not as many people are going to be using yeah 100 percent. and we will probably lead it into point two now but what i was going to say was i was like 
people have like leg days and stuff like that, or back days or upper body days, but we can incorporate a bike, do heavy cycles for 30 seconds on a really heavy resistance bike. It's a really tough slog, jump off it and do bodyweight squats. And I can guarantee you will feel that and you will work the muscles pretty well just by doing that. And that obviously is upstairs in Pure Gym Chester, out of the way of everybody else on a bike and you're incorporating a squat so you're still squatting or you can do some lunges so there's still little things that can be done using different pieces of equipment because let's not forget we've probably not had a proper workout for several months now we might have been doing stuff at home but it's probably nothing unless you're a fitness professional probably nothing compared to what you would do normally in the gym yeah definitely it does to be fair that leads really nice into the um second point as well doesn't it um so the second part I've got is plan sessions in advance. So don't just turn up to the gym and wing it. Like for for a lot of people that either have a coach or have a pro like pay for programming or follow a program, then that won't necessarily be such a problem. Um, but there is a lot of people that just come in and go, ah, oh, what am I going to do today? Um, I'll go and squat, uh, and then. And it's like, right, what am I doing next? Uh, looking around and seeing what's free sort of thing. Um, like it leads, it sort of merges in for, for the other points I've got, but I won't go into them yet. But it leads on to like, you're wasting a lot of time because you don't really know what to do. Um, and then also you, you, you're trying to use all sorts of equipment. Um, and I don't know. I don't know about what Pure Gym are doing, but I know what we're doing in our gym um, is we're going to have stations. So set stations, that's where you what that's where you're going. That's the plan. So it'll have on your station, you can pick what it has. So it may have a hex bar, weights, weights to go with a hex bar. And then you've got like kettlebells, bands and stuff like that. So that's your station. You stay there for the whole the whole hour that you're booked in. Um wipe everything down and then you go um so if you go with like you don't go in with a plan don't really know what you're doing somewhere where you haven't got that station you're going to sort of be sat there thinking right what what can i go on here what what's free um so yeah that that's the bigger thing have a plan plan in your head or have it down on paper go in it's like a shopping list like you go into the shop and you're like, right, I need this, this, this. And then you get them, find your space, and that's your training session. Yeah, you're more efficient. So it's looking like there's time caps across all the gyms, and it's looking like it's going to be an hour. So whilst not planning your training session might work in the sense of you go on whatever's available, if there's nothing available, you're going to be waiting around, and you're going to be trying to think and look for things to do at which point you're going to lose time. So what could be an hour's training session could turn out to be a 20 minutes training session because you're queuing and waiting and looking around, trying to find things. So I agree 100% with Aaron and say, have a plan. Um, I would even say have two plans. So have an A and a B. Um, for each probably five points of your workout, let's say you're going to have five points, five exercises. Um, so have a main squat movement, um, a hinge movement, a pull movement for upper body and then a push movement for upper body. And then the fifth could be some sort of core exercise, ab exercise, and maybe you could include a sixth, which could be some sort of conditioning or cardio exercise. 
Now, I would pick two exercises for each one. So I'd probably pick a machine-based one if that's what you want to do. But I'd also include a free weight or body weight exercise. So for perfect example would be you might want a leg press. But if the leg presses aren't available, right, I'm going to go and do some goblet squats with a kettlebell or a dumbbell. Now, there's, there's three options for one sort of movement. So that's the sort of thing I'm talking about. It could be that, right, I want to do a leg curl, not available. So I'm going to go and do a dumbbell Romanian deadlift. And that's the same with chest as well, back. Have these different options, plan your session ahead, and then just run off that one program. Try and get in and get it done efficiently. Get it done properly. Don't rush it. Take your time. Work your way through the exercises like you would normally with the correct technique. Make sure it's 100% uh, perfect. Um, and then go from there. So definitely, definitely, definitely plan your sessions. And like I say, have an A and a B. Have, a, have your plan A and then have a backup as well. Yeah, probably leads into as well, like I've just thought of this as you've been talking, was uh, leads into like planning your rest times as well. How many people would just sit there and just go, oh yeah, I'll go when... I feel like going like yeah. plan your rest time and stay as, as strict as possible. You can sort of then work out how long is it going to take you for like that exercise to be done before you move on to the next one. So you could say, right, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes to do my squats. I've got five sets. I'm going to have a minute in between. Um, and I need to be done within 10 minutes sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously that's really quick. For like especially if you're going to build up a bit heavier yeah. um that's that's really quick but like have sort of a time frame in mind like i think if you're planning your session most of the time you've you've probably got a pretty good idea of, of what you're going to do like you've been doing it for a while if you're going to start planning your session um so yeah have time frames in mind you'll know what you'll know how long a certain exercise will take you like i know if i was to do um if i was to do 10 reps of back squat for example um say i've got i don't know a moderate weight on it um it's going to take me about 30 to 40 seconds for that whole set um so i know that so going into it i can be like right i've got five sets let's say that's five minutes of actual work and then if i'm trying to get it done in 10 minutes i've got five minutes of rest right that's a minute rest between each set um and that that probably leads more into that time efficiency as well um which is a point down the line but um yeah plan plan everything plan as much as you can and yeah have more than one plan and i like the bit where you said about um like planning different exercises um so we've that's not available you plan a different exercise you look at it and you go oh yeah i'll go straight onto this yeah because i can just see it now people queuing for bench presses people queuing for lat pull downs and rows when there's different options and again you know you made a good point about timing your rest periods like for me that's like a crucial thing to do anyway because what you'll see a lot of people do is they'll tend to do a set not really go to failure nowhere near failure so they're just working a little bit then they're stopping and then they're scrolling through social media or they're on the phone and then they lose complete track of how long they've waited in between. And if you to do that for the whole session, what would normally take you as a whole session could take you an hour, usually takes you two hours. So you're going to get booted out after halfway through your session. So you're not going to get as much done. And yeah. at which point you're going to be like, ah, shit, I wasted my time. So that's another reason why you want to be 
in there with a stopwatch. I personally use a watch rather than use my phone because then I'm off my phone. Yeah. Um, but 100% time your rest periods. Yeah, brilliant. Hey, it's point number three, please, Azza. Uh, so point three is when you're doing your plans, so moving on, uh, when you're doing your plans, plan it with minimal equipment. So don't go, don't just go nuts because you haven't had it for the last few months and go, right, I'm going to, I'm going to use this machine, then this machine, and then this weight. Like, minimal equipment is going to be better. Grab a bar, grab a kettlebell and a dumbbell maybe, or grab a bar, the weights that you need, and you can you can do a whole session with just a barbell um, if you really wanted. Like, the all these situations, they're not ideal, but they're just working with current circumstances. Um so if you needed to, you could do a whole session with a barbell. You could do a whole session with dumbbells. Um, don't plan your sessions to be using every piece of equipment in the gym. Um, because I, like you said, like people are going to be waiting. Like people are going to be waiting for different things. Like yeah. the, in pure gym, there's what, two, three lap pull downs, is there? Something like that? Yeah. Imagine, <laughs> imagine the cues for that them. If like people are just waiting around and because they've planned for like they're going to use every bit of resistance kit in the gym, mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's going to be nuts. So yeah, that that's probably one of the biggest ones is just plan for minimal equipment. Like it's going to be more equipment than you've used at home unless you've got some state of the art gym at home. Um, then refer back to point one and you don't really need to rush back to the gym. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, if you haven't got that at home, whatever's in the gym and using that minimal equipment is going to be a lot more than what you've got at home. Yeah, I mean, on the back of that as well, um, if you're planning 10 exercises for the gym and two of those exercises are quad-based exercises, so if you're planning a squat and a leg extension and you're planning three sets of each exercise, do six sets of six sets six sets of one exercise so instead of planning the 10 exercises you can actually have the five which is increase the set per exercise so you might want to do six sets on your quads on your legs um in that one session and instead of doing two exercises do one exercise so then you're not having to take up as much equipment as well so yes okay a squat and a leg extension are completely different exercises sort of work the quadriceps but remember what's going on we've got to we've got to like have allowances where we can't take over the gym and go into full-on beast mode and you know throw our weight about and stuff like this we've got to be sensible and we've got to be cautious as well um so look at increasing the amount of sets that you do and reducing the exercises so that you're not dotting around 10 places in the gym but you're maybe only going around five places in the gym yeah i mean just away from like the gym and like training wise it's then it's then like you're looking after your hygiene a little bit better like we're asked in shops at the moment i don't know if you've been doing it as well but if you go to the shop and you grab something like i've just been like ah right i'm buying that now i'm not like taking so like i'm not touching everything um i don't know about you i'm touching all the fruit i am (laughs) and i'm putting it back because i don't want it (laughs) <laughs> breathing on it <laughs> but yeah um a lot of people are are asking now um 
a lot of shops are asking to if you touch something to buy it like not put it back so we're keeping we're keeping what we're touching to a minimum and if you can keep that in the gym it's going to make it's going to make everyone's jobs easier it's going to make your life easier you're not having to clean as much equipment so you're not wasting as much time there um and it's going to make like our jobs that are working in the gym a lot easier because we're not going to have to like make sure that's clean as well um so it sort of works both ways like with training it's more efficient um and you're not trying to wait around for different equipment and then also for hygiene reasons um it's loads different as well yeah and it's better for the environment as well yeah obviously we're not having to use as much blue roll to wipe down the surfaces of 10 machines we can just do five gotta get the environment in there (laughs) okay cool point number four then please as uh, so we've talked about this uh, quite a bit already, but it's just be time efficient in the gym. Yeah. So a lot of people are guilty, and I, I've been guilty of it as well, of chatting um, in the gym. Um, and like we've said, we're probably only going to get a limited amount of time in the gym at the moment um, for the foreseeable future as well. Like This could be for the rest of the year. It could lead into next year. Um, so it's looking like we're going to have have to book in our place we're gonna have to book in to come in and you've got an hour you've got your hour slot like be efficient with that time um like don't get i know you haven't seen people for for a while um for the most part anyway but like don't get stuck in conversations time your rests um also make sure make sure that we're efficient with what we're doing as well um so don't plan like you've said um luke don't plan like three or four different exercises that work in the same like the same muscle group maybe superset them together so by supersetting them together you do them in that one set then you have your rest and it just it cuts down so much extra time because you're not resting between each exercise then um, you rest in between each set and doing maybe two, three, even four exercises. Um, a good thing, a good thing that I'll probably be doing is what makes my some of my sessions a lot more time efficient is doing it every minute on the minute. So you can go ten minutes and you can go four exercise, um, no five exercises. That doesn't make sense. Um, five exercises. So you do everything twice. Um, but because it's on the minute, it's only going to take you 10 minutes and you've done five different exercises um, within that 10 minutes. Uh, so, yeah, plan your sessions, but make it time efficient as well. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of supersetting in terms of what's called agonist antagonist muscles. So everyone will know that the superset biceps, which is the, the front of your arm, upper arm, wave triceps, the back of your upper arm. So a lot of people do a bicep exercise into a tricep exercise. What I also love to see is people doing a chest exercise into a middle back exercise. Again, it's working the opposite. So when one's working, the other one is relaxing and then it switches over on that next set. So for example, it could be that you do a bench press into a bent over row. Nobody's going back, going for PBs, heavy PBs. So there's no excuse to go, oh yeah, but I need to get that max rest so that I can go back from a my one rep max or my three rep max. Like you're not going to be doing that in the first few weeks, or at least I hope you're not. 
Um, so we're going to be looking at increasing the reps, decreasing the weight slightly and just getting that movement pattern back. Um, just make sure that we're getting that mile in right around that circuit a little bit more just to in, just to have, uh, make it make sure that we can remember the technique and do it correctly. Once we've done that after a few months, then we can maybe switch. But for the time being, we can superset these exercises. As I says, you know, do one exercise back into another and then have your rest. Yeah. That way you're elevating your heart rate a little bit more. You're burning a little bit more, but also you're being more time efficient. So it works for quads and hamstrings, which is the front of your thigh, back of your thigh. It works for maybe uh, shoulders and back. There's all different combinations that we can throw in there. So when one muscle group is working, the following set, it's relaxing whilst you're working another muscle group. It could be that we do a German uh, composition style of training, which is where you do a lower body hinge movement like a deadlift or a kettlebell swing and you do an upper body push movement like a push-up or an overhead press or a bench press so again we're working the complete opposite one's on the top front one's on the bottom back and then we could do it the other way around so that we do quads and back and then that way again we're getting that rest after we've done two exercises two sets which aren't working together yeah yeah ace any more on point four, as? Uh, to be fair, I've been through it, it over the over the past four points anyway. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Now uh, the one that you're gonna lie about. What's that? Now the one that you're gonna lie about. I'm gonna lie about. <laughs> don't go mad. You gotta yeah. go mad. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't. Essentially, don't go nuts in your first week back. Um, 20 sets of chest on Monday is gone. Yeah, you pretty much you pretty much said it um, towards the end there. Like, don't be that guy who's going to go, right, I'm going to one rep max my deadlift today uh, on your first session back. Like, don't be deadlift. Don't let me bench press, everyone does. <laughs> yeah, well, if it's a Monday. Yeah. If it's a um, Monday. But yeah, don't be, don't be that guy that's like coming back in and like trying to lift previous numbers uh, straight away. Like, we've had three four months off of heavy training unless like we said you've got a state-of-the-art like gym at home but the majority of us don't um so we've had this time off heavy training we've we've been sort of getting by making do with what we've got um so don't don't come in and think right my numbers i i, I could i could deadlift 150 kilos um before the gym so uh, i'm gonna put 140 kilos on and uh, I'm going to do that for a couple of reps. It's not a good idea at all. Um, you're putting yourself at a higher chance of injury. Um, as well, if like you're going to be sore. Like if we if we think about it logically, how sore were you when you first started going to the gym? It, you're going to get that feeling again when you first got start training um, properly again. Um, so yeah, like easy way back into it. Don't go mad with the volume. Don't have loads of sets of everything, keeping it really light. Because we've said like, don't lift stupid heavy, but then equally don't go very low volume and just smashing as much weight as you can. Um, have that happy middle ground and start easing your way back in. Maybe, maybe think about your numbers and think about percentages. If you can work like that. Or maybe just go on based on how you feel, like how heavy does this feel on a scale of one to 10? Aim to stick between sort of 
five and then a max I'd go would be eight, like a very, very max would be eight for the time being. Easy way back in. And then this will be, this won't be for most people uh, because for most people, one reps like don't really matter. Um, but if you're training for performance, so I work with people that train for performance, have a month, maybe two months of just getting getting back into it, easing back into it, then test where you are in terms of your one reps. That's like, let's test where you are in terms of that squat strength, where we are in terms of that deadlift strength. And then we can move on from there and start to return to our normal, our normal training from there. Yeah. I mean, I guess the science aspect of it is, and the injury prevention side of things are that if, unless you've been training heavy at home, which I probably say 99% of people haven't at most, I think I've had 40 kilograms to play with. So I've been doing high rep. Now, when we look at doing stuff like that, we're working the muscles and we're taking the muscles to that burning point. When we go heavier, we look at the injury side of things. So something just weird happened then. So I edited it out because I thought a wardrobe was going to fall on me. So little meltdown, but we're back with it now. So injury side of things, what we've been doing is over the last few months, if you've had any weight to work with, I've had about 40 kilograms. So I've been taking my muscles to almost failure. That's like a burning sensation. So what I haven't really used or challenged are my ligaments or my tendons. Now, when we go heavy, that's what we use a lot of. A lot of stress goes on the joints. In order for the muscle to attach to the bone, we need tendons. In order for joints to attach to each other, we need ligaments. Once you start putting a heavy load under those, shit happens. <laughs> it's not like they're just going to go back to how they were. The risk of injury is so much higher because you've just given them a four-month holiday. You've used your muscles, but you haven't used your ligament, ligaments and tendons as often as what you've used your muscles. So that is why you cannot go back to going really heavy because you're just going to knacker yourself. If you think about your back, your back is a lot of joints. Your vertebrae, we've got joints all the way down our back. You start trying to max out your deadlift, you're going to be in snapback city. Let's let's put it that way. And if I see you crippled on the floor, I ain't calling a paramedic because you're an idiot. Simple as. <laughs> but let's not get there. Let's be sensible, okay? Let's take the joking out of it, but let's be sensible and let's let's not cripple ourselves first week back in the gym or first month or first two months. We've got to take it easy. We've got to ramp it up slowly. Um. What we're looking at with reps and sets is I would probably say anywhere from four to 10 sets per week per muscle group. So it could be that you want to focus on upper body, which a lot of lads will probably want to do. So therefore, you might want to do 10 sets on your back, 10 sets on your chest. Therefore, do about four or six sets on your lower body per week. So if we look at training three times per week, I want to do three whole body sessions per week. That's about three sets per session or two sets per session on legs. And then that's it, done. If you're a female, you probably do the opposite. You probably do the six, uh, the 10 sets on your on your lower body, and then the four sets on the upper body. So it's the same sort of thing, but we're just flipping it around. And when it comes to reps, like I said, we want to keep some in the tank. So what they're called is, they're called reps in reserve. So we don't want to go to failure because we're going to look at damaging ourselves. Like I just said about the tendons, the ligaments, we haven't used them. We might use our muscles, but not the tendons and the ligaments so we can cause damage. So what we want to look at doing is we want to keep it reps in reserve anywhere from five to three to begin with. Don't go near that one rep max. Don't go near that failure. Don't go near that one away from failing. Keep short of that and then build up to it. We don't want to go straight in, do 20 sets of chest as a joke about, 
or 20 sets of glutes, we want to build up to it because you're going to go from here all the way down the line and then it's going to be even harder to progress once you stall because then what you're going to do, 25 sets of chest or 25 sets of glutes. What we want to do is we want to go from no sets of chest or glutes to five sets of chest and glutes. Once we've plateaued there and progress has stalled, we go to six or seven chest uh, sets of chesting or glutes and then we build up slowly and then we can get the rewards for longer over time. Yes, you might get quicker by going in harder, but you are going to be broken. You are going to be sore and you're not going to be able to come in the next few days because you're going to be too sore. You're not going to have efficient workouts. You're probably, your numbers are probably going to drop next time around you do that because you're still recovering. Yeah. It's not really quick, really easy to, for the body to recover, especially after a four month holiday. Yeah. So essentially we want to wipe, wipe the slate clean as well. Just exactly. We're going in there. The yeah. Forget about what we were, what we, where we were at um, pre-lockdown um for, i know you use a training log like you use a book um but for people that use like a book like a training log like that i'll be buying a new one and i'll yeah. be starting fresh not looking at old numbers until two months down the line yeah that's what i was going to say like buy yourself a new one don't even look at what those yeah. old numbers are put that aside don't take that with you yeah. use a new one plan your sessions in there do your sessions from there then like you said couple of months down the line when we're sort of feeling like we're getting back to it then we can look at right where were my numbers before lockdown ah right they were here oh well my numbers are here now so i'm pretty much caught up to where i was um as well like something you said there luke um don't don't plan to go to the gym every single day um like like we said you're gonna be sore you're gonna start feeling sore easy way back into that even if it's twice a week for now it's more time than you've been able to go for the past four months so twice a week maybe build it up the net um after a couple of weeks go three times a week build it up again four times a week and as restrictions start to um be eased and maybe you don't have to book in and maybe you haven't only got an hour then you can start increasing it like four or five times a week and an increase in the amount of time you spend in the gym. Yeah, 100%. Because also, it's going to be a new place. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, I really want to go. You're going to really look forward to it. But the last thing you want to do is get two months down the line and be sick of it. Yeah. Like, I'm a dad of two kids and a girlfriend, and I don't want that anymore. Like, lockdown's done me head in, and I want it to be just me. <laughs> Joking aside, but that's the sort of thing we want to do, right? We used to, Beginning of lockdown, we explored all around where we live, right? Two months in, I was sick of where I live. I hate my village. I don't want to see it ever again because I've explored it that many times. Like, I'm done with it. We don't want to get like that with the gym. We've got this new place or we've got this place we can go back to. It's new. We haven't been there for four months. We don't want to ram it in and get sick of it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think there's a point number six, as. Go on. Get a coach. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, the guidance of a fitness professional. Yeah, yeah. Um, it will make every single one of these five points that we've just been over so much easier for you. Hundred percent. Um, just even speaking to someone, like just like get, get in touch, get in touch with someone, speak to someone, someone you trust, someone you follow. Um, like we're always happy to answer questions. Any questions, we're we're more than happy. So fire them over. Um. But yeah, like it makes every single one of those so much more, uh, so much easier. 
pretty much you don't have to think about most of them. No. Like, even if you don't want to coach, you don't want to PT sessions with someone standing next to you, you're watching your exercise. If you don't want to do check-ins and do online coaching, just get somebody to go, right, sit down with me. Let me talk to you about what I want, where I want to go, what I'm currently doing, and create a plan for me. And that, that will that'll be all you need. So what you need to do then is pay for this coach to maybe have a consultation with you and create a plan. So it might be a one-off payment of, I don't know, what, £100 or something like that. Yeah. And then that will be it then for six, eight, 12 weeks, whatever. Yeah. Um, you've got the right direction. You've got a good plan. You've got the advice of somebody. And if you were to approach me with that and you had a question at week six, I'm not going to be like, oh, that question's £50. Like, I'm going to be helping you out. And I know yeah. you'd be the exact same as. So it's not like you're paying for this plan and then you're on your own. So even at week six, you get like a question like, oh, blah, blah, blah. like you, you're going to be helped if you go to a decent coach, one with ethics anyway. Yeah. So that will be my probably out of all of the things now. Like if you sort somebody out to get help, like you, the five points are solved because yeah. we're not going to create a program that is going to be bench press, dumbbell press, shoulder press, this press, that press, every press, like we're going to give you a good program so that you can get in, get out, get a good workout. And I'm sure there are plenty of other coaches out there that will do the exact same. Yeah. I, yeah, I'd, I'd probably, everyone's on social media. Everyone like pretty much everyone now finds a coach on social media. They follow, they follow them already. Yeah. Um, like have a look at what they're, what they're posting, what they're doing, what are their clients doing? If they're posting the clients, what are they doing? If they're posting themselves training, like, if you see the same recurring thing with everyone, prob- probably not the person. Um, equ- equally, there is some, like, some things, like, you'll see a lot of clean and jerks on mine, but I do Olympic lift- weightlifting, so there's literally two lifts that we learn. Um, so th- there's two things, but if you see loads of bench pressing, and not much rowing. Um, Run a mile. <laughs> pulling. Yeah. Pro- probably uh, avoid that. Um, yeah. I know where you're going from. You don't want to go for somebody who gives the same program to every person. That's yeah, what you want to avoid. Yeah, pretty much. But it, it also goes back into the plan the sessions in advance. And what you were saying, like, don't do loads of sets on one thing. Like, don't do 10 sets on ch- on chest um like that's not what we want to do especially and it's not going to be efficient for our time either yeah exactly right we'll have to call it there because i've got a session in five minutes brilliant guys that's us done we'll catch you next time goodbye for me yeah goodbye for me (laughs) guys that's it that's the end of the podcast i really hope you enjoyed that i thought it was really insightful and really and hopefully it'll be very helpful for you just to go over those five, potentially six points again. So number one, we've got you don't have to rush back. Number two, we've got make sure that you plan your sessions in advance. Number three is plan with minimal equipment when you do plan your sessions. Number four is make sure that you're time efficient. Don't waste your time whilst you're there. Uh, number five is don't go mad. You don't have to go chasing personal bests or try and pick up where you left off pre-COVID. Like we're starting fresh. So don't go crazy. You don't want to injure yourself in the first week or month or whatever. And then the sixth one, just kind of 
ties them all together is you could get in touch with a fitness professional, whether that's to get online coaching, personal training, or whether it's just to seek advice, get a consultation and get a program. So guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back soon. And remember, make being progressive a habit.